We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. be honest, I would put myself in the same category as D-Wade. Now Artest has jumped over the scorer's table. Artest is in the stands. This man was a bona fide scrub. He can't play. When I go to the writers to tell me who can guard in this league, I'll put a gun to my own head. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, sponsored by Prediction Strike. It's Friday, September 11th, 2020. Alex Berutha here. Next to me is Shannon McEwen, and on the line, Ken K. Train Kreitz. Choo-choo! All aboard! I left the the whistle at home. <laughs> you sound like you're in like a mansion right now. I heard some echo. I, honestly, the size of this lake house is absurd. <laughs> Uh, today's podcast is going to be very news heavy, but we'll also get to a uh, some bold predictions for the 2021 fantasy season uh, that Nick Whaling and I uh, made for the sites an article. You can check it out there. And as always, some Friday DFS. But first, Ken, take us to the Lakers game. Lakers take a 3-1 lead with a fairly dominant effort last night. 
they were up 23 points at one point, up 16 at halftime. Houston was out-rebounded by the Lakers 52-26. to 26. Yes, that is a 2-1 to one margin. You can shoot pretty bad if you're getting two out of every three rebounds. On offensive rebounds, the Rockets were out-rebounded by the Lakers 12-1. to one. <laughs> Davis, who played center, uh, shifted over. I can't believe we had to wait this long to say that. Uh, 29 points, 12 boards, five dimes, two blocks. Maybe more importantly, though, shot 10 of 18 from the field and a perfect nine for nine from free throws. If Davis hits all his free throws, I don't know how the Lakers, how you possibly uh, can beat the Lakers. And my guy Rondo still can't shoot, but almost put up a triple-double. 11 points, 10 boards, eight dimes. Uh, Gentlemen. Thoughts on last night's uh, beatdown? Well, when when Rondo is playing this well, LeBron doesn't need to have a great game. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have a great game. 16 points and 17 shots. He had 15 rebounds. Um, you see nice a rebound as, when you don't have to be the playmaker, right? Right. Um, Caruso also had a good game. So, yeah, I mean, this is the mo- this is the model to beat Houston, right? You just crash the boards. Um and try to just make them make as many passes as possible because that's the only way they're going to commit turnovers. You're saying the, the model to beat Houston, which every team should follow, is take your future Hall of Fame power forward and take him to center. <laughs> <laughs> it helps. Uh, Elliot has plenty of size. Yeah. What do you think, Shannon? Yeah, I, with Rondo playing this well, it's that's really encouraging for the Lakers. Um, you know, they have they have good veteran depth. Um, there, you know, I, I'm a little bit skeptical about how strong the team is, you know, despite that veteran depth, how, how strong they are be beyond the top two players in AD and LeBron. But if, if Morris is contributing green and Caldwell Pope are, are doing okay, hitting a couple threes each and Rondo's playing the way he's playing, they're going to be hard to beat for anyone. Does it surprise um, you too? And maybe this is more related to Rondo's injury and his slow, um, Ease back in the lineup, but did it surprise you too that it took until Game Four for Frank Vogel to bench both Dwight Howard and Javale McGee? No, I mean, we mentioned that. Yes, it it does surprise me that it took until Game Four because we talked about that right. before Game One of the series. That's what I mean. Um, That's what I mean. Why didn't this yeah, happen earlier? Yeah, when the opposing team starting center is a six-five small forward who really is only an okay rebounder <laughs> for nice a small bumpers, forward, but got yeah. a good bumpers. Yeah. It, yeah, it's, it is surprising that they didn't go this route earlier. Um, yeah, I mean, against the Rockets, you could start Morris or LeBron at center. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. Like, you don't even need AD to make this kind of change. Um, it's good that they have oh. AD, though. Uh, yeah, I, it's, you know, the, the Lakers are going to advance. And that's that. What's crazy to me is they win game one even though Westbrook has a terrible game. But then Westbrook puts up three pretty darn solid games, and they've lost all three of those. Yeah, it, it's a byproduct of some other things, too. I mean, Eric Gordon was okay last night. Um, Covington was non-existent. You know, he only took two attempts. What's um, his injury? He's dinged up or something? What's Covington's issue? He got hit in the head um, last game. But... 
you know, even if you look back to the first round series and how well some of the guys played for the Rockets, I mean, Jeff Green stepped up big. P.J. Tucker finished out that OKC series with two really big games. And I think game one as well against the Lakers, he played really well, but he hasn't done anything since. So Westbrook, you know, Westbrook and Harden are going to get theirs. Um, it's just a matter of if you stop all those other guys, which isn't that hard, then you're probably going to be able to handle <clears throat> Well, speaking of Harden getting his or not getting his, two of 11 last night, one of six from the arc, from behind the arc. They're not going anywhere when Harden shoots two of 11. No. And the, uh, do we bring back the Harden choking in the playoffs talk, or is he just expected way too much when the L.A. defense knows to throw everyone at him? Yeah, I mean, it's when someone's being double teamed that often, um, it's going to be hard for him, but... That was the point of having Westbrook, right? Was that when Harden gets double teamed, you have Westbrook to pass it to, and Eric Gordon can handle the ball. Um, you know, a lot of the role players have been playing really well. I mean, the Rockets are still shooting forty percent from three, but they're just being out rebounded. Yeah. They're being they have half the offensive rebounds that the Lakers do in the series, and they're not really winning the turnover battle by anything significant. So, um, like LA is just beating them down with more possessions, more possessions. You know, if, if, if heading into the game, if someone said the Rockets are going to shoot 42.4% from three, wouldn't she be tempted to wager on the Rockets going into the game? Yeah. Yeah. If they, they can't also, shoot when they're hitting, if they can't, if they get blown out when they're hitting the threes, that kind of just crushes the whole small ball approach. Not that they have any other option. The, the Lakers top five field goal attempt, field goal attempters. Top four field goal attempters are shooting over 50% from the field. Um, LeBron's at 51. Anthony Davis is at 62% from the field. 40% from three, by the way. Rondo's at 54. Kuzma's at 56. Do you think Davis thinks he's like at a rec league game? Like, this is awesome. Everyone I'm playing is tiny. It looks like they should be on a sofa. (laughs) Other than Westbrook. Pretty much. He's making it look easy. 29 and 13. Four assists. Imagine he feels that way ninety percent of the time. You're, if you're big enough <laughs> to guard, if you're big enough too. to guard him, you're not you're not fast enough to guard him. Right. So, yeah, I, I imagine he always feels that way. I, I want to say the the Harden choke narrative doesn't hold when you're playing against a team that has Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Like he's supposed to lose this series. Harden is not supposed to win yeah. this this series. But those two aren't guarding Harden for the most part. Uh, yeah, but still, his team is not supposed to beat the Lakers. And games one through three, Harden was pretty damn good. And he was pretty good against Oklahoma, aside from he had one game I would call bad, another game that was not great, not good. But the rest, the other five games, he was he was what what you would expect from Harden. So 75 percent of the games this postseason, he's been exactly what you'd expect from Harden. In the playoffs overall, he's 30 points on 47 percent shooting, 34 percent from three. Uh, eight assists, three and a half turnovers. So doing what he does. Yeah. Well, Alex, let's shift gears and discuss a certain game that's being played tonight. A game that has me in a glass case of emotion. Game seven, Boston, uh, Toronto tonight. Uh, uh, Celtics, two and a half point favorites in this one. Kemba, where are we going to get from Kemba? Because he's one of six from three in each of the last three games. He was two of 11. On Wednesday, um, can I, I'm going to kind of toss this to you for a second because <laughs> we've 
we've gotten a triple double from from Marcus Smart, but that can't be expected every night. Relying on first of all, love Marcus Smart to death. Uh, but relying on triple-doubles for Marcus is kind of fool's gold. This is when Kemba's supposed to relish the fact that he's on a winning team. And I, the fact that he's gone one from six from behind the arc three straight games scares the heck out of me. Uh, he needs to hit some of those dribble-up threes uh, and or do some sweet drives to the bucket with the little scoops. And it's terrifying to me that it hasn't worked the last three games. Um, I love Marcus Smart guarding Lowry. Should have switched to that earlier. Oh, but I'm a wreck. I don't have anything smart to say about this. I'm too emotionally drained. I couldn't sleep last night. I went to the bathroom like 14 times, which is seven more times than usual. (laughs) Uh, I'm a mess. Someone say something intelligent. Uh, I I'm excited for this game. Game six was fantastic. Obviously, um, you know, both teams have really shortened up the rotations. I, I think a part of that is going to be, be just flow of the game. Um, whether or not they do that moving forward, but Toronto essentially is running out a seven man rotation. Yeah. Um, which really know, doesn't the, include Marcus all anymore. No, I mean, that he, he is one of those seven. But he is on the low end of the minutes out of those seven players. He's I wandering mean, he, into JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard land. Yeah, he, he's he been playing pretty limited minutes most of the season. He only played 16 minutes in game six. The team, essentially the past two games, Toronto has gone small with Siakam getting a lot of minutes at the center spot. Or and, I mean, I guess Siakam or OG, whichever one you want to call the center. I, I'm going to say yeah, it's Siakam. I uh, Tice is a center, but he's six eight, as we discussed. So, frankly, any legit forward can guard Tice. And, and really, you know, even in Game Six, Boston did the same thing, right? I mean, yeah. Tice, Tice was the only guy. You know, yeah, the starting five got almost all the minutes. Uh, right. Wanamaker had nineteen minutes off the bench. No one else had more than eight. Uh, but I, I like that dynamic for Toronto. Uh, I think they've played really well. Having Norman, Norman Powell play extra minutes i'm picking toronto for game seven who was it that i know you're gonna uh, who, <laughs> who was it that was it dan tony that was talking about the heat you know and saying hey everyone's given us guff for playing small ball but the heat with bam at six eight they play small ball and i was thinking when he said that Heck, the Raptors and the Celtics play small ball. You know, Tice is 6'8", you know, and, and they're matching, yeah, with Siakam at center as well they should, frankly. I mean, even when Ibaka does play, he's shooting from behind. He's just chucking threes. Um, Yeah, I mean, when Gasol is as washed up as he is, like, in the post and in general, I mean, he's like 42% from the field, 14% from three. It's like, what's even... What's he doing out there? I mean, he, I know he makes smart passes. You can throw it to him in the high post and run some action off of that. But I'm just, I'm Toronto should not be in the series considering they're shooting 41% from the field. 33% well, they shouldn't have hit that three. dream. The Ojanobi three pointer. You're right. But like Boston, Boston's been better from the field. They have more offensive rebounds and they've made more free throws. Like, there's no reason there should be a game seven here, but I I still can't count Toronto out because no, they've been in this situation more than 
anybody on Shannon, the... give me the Rudy Tomtonovich quote. Give me the Rudy quote. I don't know it. What is heart it? of a champion? You can never count out the heart of a champion. Didn't Rudy Tomjanovich say that about his Rockets over and over? I'm not sure. I can't. I can never understand anything he says because of that glass jaw. Wait. wait <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Who was it that punched him? Kermit Who was it Washington. That him? I was just trying to think of that. Kermit Washington. I, it was. It was. It was from behind too. Like it was. A it was total... bad. It was very bad. Very bad. We'll, and we'll that was also a very that. bad we'll, joke. I'll embed that in the article. That is a bad joke. But uh, heart of a champion, you got to give it to the Raptors, right? They've been here before. They've done that. Sure, of course they don't have Kawhi, but these guys have been through the battles together. They trust each other. They trust a Norman Powell to get monster minutes, as frankly they should if they go small ball. But obviously, uh, I am all in on the Celtics, but I, I'm a total mess. I'm, I'm an absolute mess. So, Inconsistence. What, so whoever wins this game... What are your expectations for the Eastern Conference Finals against Miami? Do you think Miami wins a series no matter what? Do you think, think Miami, Miami loses a series no matter what? Miami blows out either opponent game one because they're going to be spent. And I, I trust Spoll will not let, and I also trust Butler will not let them get into an overconfident lull in this break. They're going to blow out. Game one will be a blowout. I, I believe Miami will win. The finals, no matter who the opponent the is, finals or the the Eastern, the Eastern Conference, Conference finals, finals. Okay. Yeah, Eastern Conference finals uh, against either of these teams, um, and I think Bam is the reason. I think Bam he had gives, an amazing bubble game in Orlando in the seeding games that carried the Heat over the Celtics, and what was still a game that had playoff implications, um, and that was without Butler. You're right, Bam does very well against Boston. And you you look at the edge he gives Miami in the front court over what the Celtics and what the Raptors have, and I think that's what that that's what's going to do it. This uh, is why Bam should have been most improved player because he brought it in meaningful games, not just chuck and duck loser games. <laughs> we agree. That's fine. We agree I, that Ingram should not have been most improved, but it shouldn't have been Bam either. Devontae Graham, it's. There, there's, there's tons and tons. No one came Any back way you slice class. the math, yeah. it says Devontae Graham. <laughs> Bring us back, Alex. Reel us in. Uh, yeah, I don't know who I expect to. I, I think I would pick Miami, but I, I have to look into it more. My initial gut feeling is Miami, but I think, I think Toronto has a better chance, even though they haven't played well in the series. Um, Shannon, we're gonna move on. Move on, though, Shannon. What's our wager for Raptors Celtics tonight? Beer? Uh, no. Uh, t-shirt. 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 Yeah, I yeah. want a Sonics t-shirt. Sonics t-shirt. All okay. right. I want. I want an old school Celtics t-shirt. Okay. But very good. All right. Next, Alex. Uh, Clippers Nuggets game five also tonight. Uh, a little less. Uh, a little less intense. Uh, Clippers are up three one. They're eight point favorites tonight. Michael Porter Jr. Notably, uh, he was in the news saying he wants more guys involved. In the offense, um, he's he taking the third most should, shots on the team. The guys should rest more on defense. Yeah. Um, I Again, he's taking the third most shots on the team. I don't know if he's talking about other people. He's mad that Jokic has taken 78 shots. I don't know. He's shooting 50. He's, shooting, yeah. he's basically 50, 40, 80. Um, Murray hasn't played well. Murray's at 38, 35, 91. 
Um, Jeremy Grant also hasn't played that well, but maybe he wants Jeremy Grant to get more minutes over himself so that he doesn't have to keep getting exposed on defense. Yeah, I, I think it's more just about playing time with Porter. He's, you know, he played 33 minutes in the most recent in game four, but in the first three games, 23, 16, 23. I, I, yeah, I think that's where, he's, where he's, his, his comment draws from. He's griping I, about their whole fourth quarter is just Murray, Jokic, pick and roll. I assume that's what he's griping about. Am I misreading that? I think for the most part, yeah. Um, but again, Porter, he plays no defense and he shoots every time he touches it. Like, how many more <laughs> minutes do you want that guy to have? Isn't that a 26, 24, 26 minute game? That's like a Lou Williams type. It's like, put him in there 26 minutes. He shoots every time he touches it and like has the ball the whole time. And then he gets torched on defense. And we like, that's it. As, as we discussed at a prior pod, some veteran has to go over to Porter and say, look, son, you're, you got to stop talking to the press. <laughs> You know, yes. like you're making yes. horrible statements over and over again. How about you learn a little about how the NBA works? Get some experience under your belt. Do I, the, I, the humble young guy routine. I think I agree. I think he needs to stop talking, but I think he sees the team down 3-1. You've got Jeremy Grant playing 34 minutes. Kawhi just destroying him. Like, what's he out there for? Why is he playing 40 minutes a game in this series? What's he doing? He, is he stopping Kawhi? No. no. No, he's not. Is he doing anything else? No. Seven points, zero rebounds, zero assists, zero blocks, zero steals in 34 minutes. How is that even possible? How can a rebound not accidentally fall in your arms? Like, it doesn't make any sense. So, you know what? MPJ, I'm with you. Put Paul Millsap on, on the bench. Take Jeremy Grant out. Give the damn ball to MPJ. It's, the, it's their only chance to win this series. Basically, you're saying outscore them is what you're saying. Yeah. You You know, if you're going to lose, don't lose 96-85 like they did. Lose 120 to 112. I mean, yeah, you you would. That's where I would agree with Porter. You're not going to out. You're not going to out defense the the Clippers. If you if this turns into a, 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 a slugfest, you're going to lose. You have you should have the, you know, as good of an offense as. The Clippers, you just have to, I don't know, you might just have to run and gun. They're down, they're down 3-1. I'm not expecting them to come back. Um, okay, let's move on to our friends at Prediction Strike. Prediction hey, Strike yo. is a fantasy sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes as if they were stocks. Ever heard someone say, I've had stock in this player since day one? Well, now Prediction Strike makes that a real possibility. Did you have stock in Patrick Mahomes his rookie year? You knew this would happen. Now it's a reality. Create a portfolio of all your favorite athletes and get closer to the game than ever before. To get started, simply visit predictionstrike.com to create an account. Then deposit funds to buy, sell, and hold shares of your favorite players just like you would real stocks. Each game is like an earnings report. If the player beats his projections, his stock moves up. It's that easy. You can trade your shares of players at any time as long as the player isn't currently in a game. Get started today by visiting predictionstrike.com and sign up with the code ROTOWIRE to get an additional $10 with your first deposit of $20 or more. Yes, yes, I have invested my entire life savings in MPJ. <laughs> I was just about to say. <laughs> Second mortgage? <sighs> All right. He sold so, more pairs of his collector collection tr- chucks. 
Uh, he he and he and Kyrie on the all flat earth team um, <laughs> round out the starting five here. Hopefully we can in the near future. Uh, all right. So moving on, we're going to do bold predictions for the 2021 fantasy season. Alex and, and our NBA editor, Nick Whalen posted this on the website. We're going to run through some of their topics, some of their bullet points and discuss. All right. First, Bold prediction. Zion Williamson will not be worth a third round pick. Ken. I agree a hundred percent. My only criticism is it's not bold enough. Anyone okay. who saw his terrible bubble play or counted his games from last season knows that is correct. Yeah. I, I we talked about it a few weeks ago. Uh, we were doing some overvalued, undervalued yeah. discussion. Yeah. Zion was one of the players that wow. I think we all agreed that he was going to be overvalued for next year's draft. So my, my stance remains the same. Even with them delaying to Christmas, the season start, this off season's not going to be long enough for him to get into shape. Yep. I agree. I wrote this one. So he was the 91st ranked player in a category leagues this season. Doesn't hit threes. Doesn't pass a lot. Per game. Yeah. Per game. Per game. And he only played 27. I just wrote this in the, yeah, I do. I do love targeting second year players in the NBA. It's kind of like it's football season. So we'll say, you know, it's kind of like second year receivers in fantasy football. You look back the last handful everyone's of up, years. Everyone's wigging on the uh, everyone's just wigging out on the rookies. Yeah, but the second year name is so big. He's not going to be overlooked. Like most I, I agree. Years. I agree. So that that's why I, I do think he's going to improve. I just don't think he's going to be worth third round pick. So I agree. Uh, Kevin Durant returns to top 10 status. Yeah, I, I'm not sure about this one. I, I would be worried from a total game played perspective. Um, but again, I mean, this is, this is someone who, who is basically his worst season as a fantasy player is eighth overall, um, in per game value. So if you assume he's going to have his worst season, if you take him 10th and you get 19th, you're not getting destroyed. So I, I don't know. I don't know if I would take him top 10, but I can understand drafting him there. Don't you envision a game count like Kawhi in Toronto? No. No? Nope. You don't no. think they manage his minutes, ease him in? I, I don't. I think, if they were, I think if they were true contenders, he could have probably returned this year. For the bubble. So I, I think he's going to be like tip top shape. I don't think they're going to have to rest him. Uh, I also think they're going to have to, I think the top half of the East will be very competitive next year mm-hmm. and they're going to have to run out Kyrie and Kevin Durant as often as those guys, you know, if they're healthy, they're going to have to play because this team's going to have to win 55 games. So yeah, no, I'm not worried about games played at all. Uh, my, my more, I'm more worried about just the fact that even if he returns to the level we saw in 2018, 2019, there are so many other players posting ridiculous stat lines these days. Right. That I don't know if that's good enough for top 10 status. I, I think he'll be, I, I will be happy if I get him outside of the top 10 in drafts. If yeah. he falls to the turn or something along that in a 12 team, Teamer, I'm going to be extremely happy about that. But yeah, I'm, not, I'm not taking him 10 or higher. I can't do it. 
there's a good chance he posts better stats than he has, you know, since his OKC days. Right. Like as far as scoring totals, some rebounding the, assists totals. The chemistry on that team is going to be absolutely terrible as they go with a stars and scrubs lineup. But I don't really know how that affects Durant's numbers. I just don't want to bet on them as a team to succeed. Yeah. All right. Uh, Alex, it seems like you're a little down. Did you maybe write this at, right after the Bucks were eliminated? You're a little down on Giannis. Oh, I did write this after the Bucks were eliminated, but did not uh, did not factor in. Um, well, well, so there's I, no way you didn't factor in your angst over losing that series. That was I did not. I thought I thought we might lose the series. Um, the so I I don't think Giannis. I, what the headline is: Giannis should slide out of the top five in fantasy drafts. And my reasoning for this is essentially his minutes workload, not great. Uh, also, mostly his free throws. His free throw percentage, his hit to your free throw percentage in fantasy is the worst of any player in the league. And I think you have other options that are safer than Giannis because you have better shooters than Giannis um, who have more, who have uh, larger workloads. Like, for example, you have James Harden, who should definitely go above Giannis in fantasy drafts. You have AD. People forgot for, for, or forgetting about Carl Towns at this point, who is, I think, third on a per-game basis. Lillard is still here. LeBron is still here. Curry is going to be back. Trey Young could be a better fantasy player than, than Giannis next year. Luka Doncic, Jokic are still in the mix. You don't have to draft Giannis top five, and you shouldn't worry about it. I don't... I don't his free throw drag is insane. And if you want to punt free throws, that's fine. Right. You can probably still draft Giannis top five. Um, and and he's, you know, you get it for last year's drafts because he's coming off a season when he shot 73%. You say, well, that's not helpful, but that doesn't hurt me. And then he dropped almost 10 points to 63.3. You don't see a bounce back. You see that continue to get worse, not better. Despite playing only 30 minutes per game, he averaged career high in points, rebounds, eh, just below last year's career high in assists. Um, I mean, he was basically 30, 14, and five and a half um, with two with two uh, stocks and 1.43 pointers, which is uh, a Huge jump, twice twice as many three pointers this season per game than than in the previous year. I actually I understand if he drops out of the top five, but I actually expect his shooting to improve. I still I don't think we've seen peak Giannis yet, so I, I think his stroke from the free throw line, his three pointers, all of that's going to improve. He's not he's not at his peak yet. He's next year's his age twenty five season. I'm I'm cool if I get Giannis at five. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm probably, fine with it too. Yeah, yeah but I, I don't think I'll pick him number one overall. Like entering entering this season, I was all over Giannis as my top pick. Right, me too. I don't think I would pick him number one overall, but I, I think he's still gonna be a top five pick. Okay, well, let's go with the last bold prediction. I get from Nick. John Wall finishes inside the top forty. I'll say this as uh, I just can't see Wall. The health risk is too much for me to take him in the first three rounds. I can't take him with a third round pick. Yeah, I wouldn't take him there. Um, I mean, 
the the point guard position is also as stacked as it's ever been. So you have to you have to you have to look over a lot of really good names before you get to John Wall. Even someone like Devonte Graham. Are you taking John Wall over De'Aaron Fox? No. Yeah. No. I I think it's going to be very very tough for him to be a top forty player next year. I I like John Wall as a bounce back guy. I'll be okay drafting him in the fifth or sixth round maybe. But I top forty. I there's no way I'm picking him with a top forty pick. I just. He he's gonna be his age thirty season like that's past his peak. He's coming yeah. off. See, he's he's had a lot of injury trouble. One of his main assets as as a player is his speed. There's no way he's gonna be just as fast as he was be, before these injuries. If he even loses a hair off that, he's gonna be a little bit less effective. In Nick's defense, I don't think he's saying take him in the top forty, even though that's right. when I first read it. But the question is, yeah. W- how low does he need to go for you to say I'm going to try? You know that upside grab. Is it the seventh, twelve team league? Is it the eighth? Yeah, like that seventh round is usually where seventh or eighth is usually where you can just start taking flyers. But like Nick's one of Nick's main arguments, Ricky Rubio in total value this season was thirty seventh. He averaged thirteen nine yeah. and five with yeah. one and a half steals and forty two. Finally, uh, to a team that was so desperate for a point guard, they appreciated what he does. Right, and. If, like, I don't think it's crazy to see Wall average, you know, again, 15, 9, and 5 with one and a half steals on, four, like four, yeah. on basically Maybe, the same right. stats. The last no, the crazy years. is does he play 60 games or more, you know? Yeah. I don't know. He hasn't been a great free throw shooter the last couple of years. Um, hovered around 80% for most of the first five, six, seven years, but dropped off 69.7% in 2018-2019. He also has – he's going to – not be the number one option anymore. He's not the guy in Washington. Beal, yeah, yeah, he's going to defer to Beal, unlike any other point in his career. Every every season before Wall got injured, he was the guy, and Beal deferred to him. It's totally, it's flip-flop now. Beal's the guy. So that's another factor in, something to factor in. This team is still awful, though. Yes. Like, they'll need, <laughs> Which if, they, helps if they can get 20 points a game, like, if they can shoot 20 shots. The shots should be available. The shots should be available. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's move on to DFS uh, for five or ten minutes before we got to get out of here. Is there anybody, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump to you, Ken. Um, is there anybody you feel really strongly about in this, either, you know, good or bad, in this Toronto-Boston game? I'm way too emotional to be relied on for good analysis right now, but uh, I will say this. When I saw Jalen Brown at 7,800 and Jason Tatum, who I do love, but Tatum is at 9,600, it sure looked like in that double OT game that Jalen Brown was less stressed about the spotlight than Tatum. Tatum's six turnovers drove me insane. Uh, anyway, at those, at that wide price difference, and I know, you know, Tim's a power forward, but, uh, if you're going to, if you're looking for your high priced Celtics forward, I'm go, I'm rolling with Brown tonight. Man, we were watching different games, Ken, cause I, Jalen Brown had a really strong first half and I felt like he actually played like, like poo down the stretch in that game. I certainly could use a few one. more jumper. I thought that was more he was just tired, but I hear you. Yeah, that's possible. Um, I mean, Tatum ended up with 65 fantasy points uh, in that double OT game. Um, just a monster effort. I mean, 
it would be great to somehow put together a lineup that has Kawhi, Jason Tatum, Jokic, and <laughs> Kyle Lowry. I don't think it's possible. I don't think that's mathematically possible. I don't, yeah, I don't think it's possible. Um, <laughs> the I, optimizer says it's possible. I yes. suggest you play all stars, but uh, no, it's not. It's not possible from a. I mean, you could be put, putting up two zeros. Yeah, you're going to have like Matt Thomas and Brad Wanamaker in yeah. your lineup. So, yeah, Wanamaker will get Wanamaker, you nine to 15 it, fantasy it's points. Not, but. It's not totally insane that Wanamaker hits three, just comes in and quickly hits three of three from three point land. That's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, the one thing about tonight's slate is I'm actually moving off of my. My lock at shooting guard for every single slate he's been available, Fred Van Fleet. Mm. Uh, I'm moving off of him and going with Smart and Powell. Marcus uh, is still cheap, 6400 Yeah, he's gone up a little bit, uh, which you know is understandable, especially after that double OT game. Um, but at th- those are just, you got to go a little bit cheaper at shooting guard to fit in some of the other pieces without inserting a possible goose egg. Yeah. I, think, I think from a... From a GPP perspective, you you probably want to target Toronto Boston because that's the game with yes. that's the game that could end up with a final score of 89-82. And so most people are gonna be all over Denver uh LA because that has a ton of names. It has an over-under, I think, of closer to 220. And so people are gonna spam probably Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. and you know, Jokic and Kawhi and all those guys because there's a ton of offense in that game. Lou Williams, even some people are going to be bugging on Montrezl Harrell bounce back stuff. So I think I think if you're trying to game theory it, you do need a lot of Boston Toronto guys, and their minutes are at least very safe. Like we know who's going to play for Boston oh, and yeah. Toronto. That's oh, still yeah. kind of up in the air for some of these LA um, uh, Denver guys. So um, one of our quickest DFS segments ever, but there's also only two games. Can is, your, is it a rant today, exactly? Ah, it's more of a pensive old person diatribe. Ah. Airports right now are very weird. Or I should say, unfortunately, sad. Uh, my wife and daughter insisted we travel despite the pandemic to see family. Knowing they were going to get me sick one way or the other, I agreed to go. And we connected through Shannon's Detroit airport from Vermont to Cincinnati. And man, it was weird in Vermont, uh, which is obviously in Burlington, very small airport, but every store is closed. So I couldn't do my standard local microbrewery purchase before getting on the plane. That's okay. Suck it up. Keep my mask on. Get to the Detroit airport though. Oh my goodness. It's like a ghost town. First we get off the plane to, to see where our next flight is, what gate it is. And like any good modern airport, they've got the big wall of screens to help passengers get where they're going. They got five big TVs for departing flights, five big TVs for arrivals. And sadly, both lists of flights were just a half a screen. And that was just super weird. The airports are all at about 15% capacity most of the stores were closed. One store that wasn't closed in Detroit, Popeye's Chicken. The line was 20 people deep. Um, and the poor, the poor lady working the cash register at Popeye's had to announce they were down to nothing but buns. 
And oh I thought God. the 20 people in line were going to burn the airport down. <laughs> I thought it was like, oh, that's it. We've reached the apocalypse. You know, put some butter on that, throw it in the microwave. <laughs> yeah. I mean, nothing. if it was a biscuit, I would have been okay with it. Yeah. It, was a it was nothing but biscuits. I shouldn't have said buns. Okay. Okay. It's literally nothing but biscuits. I'll take a biscuit. Yeah, they, but yeah. they were going to burn the airport down. I was like, keep moving, kids. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got I've got a not hot take. This is just the correct take. Popeye's way better than any other chain chicken chicken joint. Way better than Chick-fil-A, way better than KFC. Popeye's the best. I had a brother that worked at Popeye's and he had he was 15, so he couldn't drive yet. So his deal was that I would drive him to work and he'd get me all the Popeye's I could eat. The first time I drove him, it was awesome. I totally pigged out and then like passed out in a coma on the floor. The second time I ate reasonably. By the third time though, I just couldn't eat it anymore. <laughs> like it's got to be a once every six months treat in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, eh, that's the, that's my old person observations. It's so weird. It's hard not to look at airports and get really depressed about all the lost jobs. It's got to be just awful for anyone associated with the travel industry. And I, my heart goes out to all those folks. Did we mispronounce any names today, gentlemen? Yes, you said O. Janobi. I forgot the G? I forgot the G? You combined the G in his last name. Oh. <laughs> o. Janobi. He's, he's Manu Janobi's uh, half-brother. Uh, Cliff Notes. <laughs> My speed answer for OG and OB. Yeah, that, yeah, all right. Yeah, that, 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 definitely. That's about it. Yeah, I think that's it. So thank you, everybody, for joining us on the Roto-Wire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is presented by Prediction Strike, promo code Roto-Wire. Ken, take us out of here. We are shipping up to Boston for today's quote, fellas. Brad Stevens said this about a past closed-door meeting. It's beautiful and embraces my old man love for Seinfeld. Coach Stevens said, quote, a lot of those meetings start off like Festivus. Then they end with like hugs, right? So it's just like any other family meeting. That's where we were. We never got to the feats of strength. Attention passengers, this three-car train wreck has hit the end of the line. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.